It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ah, tastes like victory. Victory Tuesday show. Browns win. Fantasy football. Lots of impact there. And then it's on to Baltimore. Big show coming up right now on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. In the backfield, Latavius Murray. Huntley takes the shotgun snap. Back to pass. Let's the ball got stripped away. In the air. The Browns fight for the ball. And it's picked up by Miles Garrett. He's gonna score! Touchdown! It's gonna be sick. Ah, so good. So good. Miles Garrett, how fitting of that intro there with Miles Garrett coming in because he was the absolute terror against the Tennessee Titans. Welcome, everybody. Andy McNamara with you. Got a big show for you today. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. We got the W. We're rocking and rolling. We got a lot to get to as well. There's injury updates. There's what to make out of that victory. My buddy Zig Fricassi from Sirius XM uh, NFL Radio is going to be stopping by. So stay tuned for all that. Make sure you click notifications on. You get the gear shop down below. You got a, a link there. Make sure you click that notification. Subscribe on Twitter at AndyMC81, at Browns, Instagram and TikTok at AndyMCSports. And it, it was a great weekend. I was in Cleveland. If you follow the social media, you know I was doing the fantasy football, the Ask Andy picks there. You get your fantasy football questions in, by the way, hashtag Ask Andy. So I was in Cleveland with my dad. We go down every year and we had a phenomenal time. Found a great new place, Johnny's Little Bar. Just off of West 6th, they took Patrick McNamara, or they treated us amazing. We had great food, we had drinks, and we got a big W. And Miles Garrett, let's start there, okay? Let's start there with Miles Garrett, because this man was absolutely a terror on that Tennessee offense. And one of the things that happened, you know what? In fact, I'm going to give him the dog bone. Can we throw up the dog bone here? Can we get that? Let's give some dog bones out. Let's get some. Let's get some. There we go. So usually the doghouse is, you know, who didn't play too well. No doghouse. Everyone's out. Everyone's running in the yard. Dog bone goes to Miles Garrett. One of the reasons why, if you hadn't seen on social media, was they assigned, the Titans did, not one, not two, but three players to try to stop him. And he still got three and a half sacks. And a forced fumble. It was hilarious. It, it, it's on, I don't know if it's Browns or whatever social media, but there's a video where Miles Garrett gets up and starts walking over to the left of the line. Two tight ends they have come up, kind of scramble over. 
Then Miles, toying with them, walks over to the right. And they go and they bump into each other and they have to call a timeout. Absolute wrecking ball. Alex Wright got a sack too. That whole defense just swarmed. Derrick Henry did nothing. They had more penalty yards than rushing yards. It was absolutely incredible. Deshaun Watson. Now, the rosy overall picture is that Deshaun Watson had a great game. And in the end, he did. We got the win. That's all we care about. But it did not start that way. And he could have very easily been in the doghouse because he made some a real questionable, quite frankly, a stupid back lateral pass to Elijah Moore, which went for a fumble. The Browns defense stopped. Then they went on. Jerome Ford, you can give him a dog bone too. Stepping in for uh, the full game for Nick Chubb. Beautiful 19-yard pass. And what I saw was confidence building in Deshaun Watson. That's what we were waiting to see. Familiar opponent put up a, an incredible one, 123.4 QB rating. Sensational. But a familiar opponent that he's gassed in the past and he did it again. And that just a touch on the deep ball. Amari Cooper, touch on the deep ball. Terrible non-call penalty, but it didn't hurt us in the end, and Amari got his touchdown. And one pass that I haven't heard people talking about, maybe he had to be there live like I was, was the pass that he threw to Donovan Peoples-Jones. And DPG, I think he only had a couple catches. He had three catches for 49 yards, one of them. I don't know why people aren't talking about this. It looked like a magic trick, folks, okay? The ball went up, and the coverage was so tight. We thought, all right, this is going out of bounds. The ball went... And then somehow it just vaporized into his stomach and he caught the ball. It was an incredible pass. The placement was perfect and the catch was better. I don't know why you don't throw to Donovan Peoples-Jones more. It seems like every game he makes an almost impossible pass. Get him the ball more. But we're not going to be too picky. Kareem Hunt in, boy, man, came into the stadium wearing the Nick Chubb shirt underneath. And after the game, not on TV, he lifted up his shirt and get, and saw the Nick Chubb Number 24, that place went crazy. There was watery eyes and all that. Kevin Stefanski drove to Nick Chubb's house after the game, gave him the game ball, a motivator. And just that 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 buildup, that rallying around Nick Chubb. And also some potentially good news is that, and I'm sure you've seen it by now, reported by Adam Schefter on Saturday, looks like just an MCL tear in that knee, which would only put Chubb out for six to eight months. Now reports after that came through where they have to still go in, assess the damage of the ACL. So it's still a bit of a moving target. But initial thoughts are that he could be out a whole lot less. And if it's only the MCL, he'll be back normal. Like you can, I know a guy at the, the car dealership that uh, we bought our car at. He's walking around no MCL. Now he's not running through, uh, you know, 300 pound tackles, but you can get by without your MCL and they're going to repair it. So great news for Nick Chubb potentially and hopefully a, it goes that way. But what a win. What a victory. We're going to be on to Baltimore. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. If you have your fantasy football waiver wire questions, make sure you hit me up. Hashtag Ask Andy on social media at AndyMC81, Twitter at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC Sports on TikTok and Instagram. So just a phenomenal win. The city was buzzing. It was a relief. It wasn't like the jubilant like eruption necessarily, but it was a, a relief. And the Ravens lost. Steelers, whatever, they ripped one off, and the Bengals got theirs back uh, to get their first one of the season. So the Browns 2-1 and one in a huge game Sunday at Cleveland Browns Stadium for a share of first place in the AFC North. So Browns went 27-3, to the most dominant victory I've ever seen in person, one of the best ones ever in that stadium, which hasn't had a lot of great moments. So dog bones all around. No one's in the doghouse, and we're all feeling good. 
kudos to Pierre Strong and Kareem Hunt to ran hard. Stat line doesn't show it. He had a key first down really, and he looked good. Like he looked two years ago, Kareem Hunt good. 10 pounds lighter. He ran hard, made a key catch, made those key catches, and that's what you want. Right. And Jerome Ford, that catch in the end zone, and even Pierre Strong was running. So looked really, really good. Everybody, toast yourself, Browns fans, with a victory. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Victory set. And now, the victory. The win was good, but now I get to bring in my old buddy from who I've interviewed on TSN, Sportsnet, all around the country. My guy from SiriusXM NFL Radio, Zig Fricassi, is going to jump in, and we're going to talk some NFL Week 4 in a look back. Zig, how are you, sir? Hey, striking up the band. How you doing, McNamara? Yeah, very good. McNamara's been... It was funny, too. But like I said, we went to a a place, Johnny's Little Bar in Cleveland, and the manager's name was McNamara. So we had a McNamara's band picture. It was oh, great. sweet. <laughs> it was really good. So, okay, let's move. Um, let's kind of combine the week three look back with what we're moving ahead to week four. And when we look at what we're going into, Zig, it's a case where I think, is it safe to say, because you're out on the East Coast, that the Jets and Zach Wilson, despite Robert Salah's, you know, we're going to stick with Zach Wilson. Yeah, this are, are we looking like they're going they're going for a quarterback now, right? Like you gotta you gotta be looking to draft someone. This season's done, no? Well, yeah. If we're looking that far ahead, I, I think it's uh, very easy to say that they could be looking at someone. There's no doubt about. It. I know that uh, they're bringing back Trevor Simeon. Who again, <sighs> you know, you're not going to ha- have the you know uh, parade at the Canyon of Heroes anytime soon. So. No. But, I mean, he does have experience. He does have starting experience. He knows the West Coast offense. But uh, for all the hype and all the sizzle, I was at oh. that opening game on Monday night, Andy, and just oh, the yeah. fact that everything was just so euphoric. You know, the Savior's right. here to, you know, restore the Jets to some semblance of glory that they haven't had since 1969. And then four plays in, unfortunately, you know, the Achilles injury, and he's out for the year so. Uh, it's just painful to see that, you know, we had heard some hype that maybe Zach Wilson was benefiting under Rogers tutelage, that the pressure was off of him a little bit, but we saw him against Dallas looked like a deer in the headlights, didn't perform much better against the new England Patriots. And now, you know, obviously they got uh, their next game coming up here. So it'll be interesting to see how ultimately this all shakes out, but, uh, yeah, I would think uh, even if Rodgers comes back next year, Andy, I, I would still think if I'm the Jets, I'd be looking at a quarterback to groom Aaron Rodgers or whoever's the quarterback there. Yeah, it, it's just not Zach Wilson. And that happens. It, yeah. it, it, it's just not him. It's it's done. 
Like Joe Namath was on NFL Network. He's like, he's not the guy. You can't point to anything but that he's not the guy. But Zig, who is the guy? Is Tua and those Dolphins. Yeah, right. Brother, 70 points. What are we talking about? And now you play the Bills Sunday, 1 o'clock. I, I wish they would flex that thing to, to a primetime event because that exactly. this is the AFC East division. This is a, a mega show. Yeah, and you already have this spice of the Miami-Buffalo rivalry already going. I thought I was watching the 100-meter track meet, for goodness sake, on Sunday. I mean, guys just going up and down the field. I mean, crazy. yeah, and to see, you know, Tua look like Curly Neal, for goodness sake, on that shuffle pass to uh, a chain, you know, for for the touchdown and watching Kareem Hunt get by. And here's the best part about that, Andy. They were without Jalen Waddell. They didn't even That's need the right. guy, for goodness sake. And then, you know, you got Mostert putting up the four touchdowns. So, uh, you know, Mike Mike McDaniel learned a lot from Shanahan. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of elaborate running scenarios when he was uh, the coach out there in San Francisco. That direction, misdirection that they do, it, it reminds me somewhat a little bit of the 80s 49ers because you didn't know mm. where to exactly defend. And if you got so much misdirection, and you got a quarterback who's as insanely accurate as Tua is, but we did see this start last year. So God forbid, knock on wood, you know, he doesn't get hurt again or whatever. Wow. But uh, the Dolphins are a veritable track meet, and it's been fun to watch the early go of the season. In conversation with Zig for Cassie on Twitter at Zig Sports Voice. And, and Zig, yeah, that Tua health is the main thing. I forgot that Jalen Waddle wasn't in there, but it wasn't yeah. even like they were running up the score. Like they're like, we're going to hand the ball. Denver wanted. Not, they did not want to be in the building. So my question to you is, after Sean Payton, doesn't he look like an idiot? He's blasting Nathaniel Hackett as a terrible coach. This dude gets 70 dropped on him. Yeah. What the heck's going on in Denver? Well, just to finish the thought with Miami for a second, I had uh, Manuel Agba on and hmm. uh, after the game on Sunday, and it was pretty clear, Andy, they had an agenda the Dolphins did because Fangio, now the defensive coordinator, had been out in Denver and the way maybe that was handled. I think there was a little bit of extra spice for that uh, particular matchup. Now to Denver, you know, it's funny, and I, I like Sean. I think he's, uh, when he's unfiltered, Sean Payton is great unfiltered. Entertaining. And he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's got a cachet. He's been to some championship games. But it was interesting to hear him say, that they were having problems getting plays called in, communication issues. And I'm saying to myself, well, wasn't this the the poop that you were calling Nathaniel Hackett out on? So in other words, now, you know, history is repeating itself. So, and to that defense, you know, I watched the bits of their first three games. This isn't that vaunted Broncos defense that we've seen no. uh, the last few years. And you got to wonder just what's going on, Vance Joseph, not getting the job done, you know, Bradley Chubb. Now, all of a sudden that loss looks very big for mm-hmm. them. And there's only so much that you can really do uh, in terms of the defense there, but uh, it's a disappointing start. Am I going to say uh, instead of let Russ cook is Russ cooked? Yeah. Uh, he's a little bit better than he was last year, Andy, but I think mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, they got to get all this to, to meld a little bit. We got to give it time. I mean, it's a new coach. And the hype that this team had because it was Sean Payton probably hit a lot of deficiencies, at least personnel-wise. It's going to take them a while to get this going, even though you have Sean Payton. 
This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Is the coach. I was just thinking of this, Zig. Is this, could we compare this at least through three weeks? And certainly lots of time to turn it around. But at least in the early phases, what jumps to mind to me is the Mike Ditka to the Saints overhype, right? Remember, he was like yeah. there, the sports, all the pomp, and he was going to, and then it was just a total disaster. Like, th- this, is, this is what's jumping to me. I'm like, man, this is kind of like a Ditka 2.0, at least early. Yeah, and how about the symmetry with the Saints? Ditka coached the Saints, Sean Payton head. Yeah. The New York, that, that's why you are what you are here, the sick podcast. Yeah. But, that's right. but, it, but in all seriousness, uh, that that franchise, I think, was done in by the fact that they traded their entire draft for Ricky Williams. Yeah, and yep. for old Ricky, yep. Yeah, and I know Mike was trying to make a an impact there, and unfortunately, uh, it didn't work. So um, I, I could see a little bit of a parallel there, but uh, with all the hype and all the sizzle, sometimes Andy, it just it, it just doesn't really match what what's been you know reported and what people are hoping to see. That's right, and you know it's. A massive matchup, really, for them Sunday. They go into Chicago. Denver's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which is <laughs> kind of bizarre. The Bears didn't give up 70, but, boy, you think they, they probably could have. Um, and Justin Fields questioning coaches. And, you know, yeah, a, a lot of Ohio man. State's fans listen to the show. And, you know, I, I like Justin Fields coming out. And C.J. Stroud had a great week with the uh, uh, with the Texans. But this Bears team, like Zeke, I would thought coming in, they were way overhyped. People saying Justin Fields, I thought, okay, I think they're going to be a bit better, but let's pump the brakes. There's still a lot missing on that Bears team, and I think we're seeing that. Yeah, uh, like, you know, a little brotherly love, I guess. I mean, whenever you've got, you know, Justin Fields, who I, I still think has a, a fair amount of talent, mm-hmm. and, and let's face it, he doesn't have Jerry Rice and Steve Larch and his wide receivers no. or Kellen Winslow in his prime as a tight end or the Great Wall of Dallas for his offensive line. So all these variables there, and I I know he tried to do his Michael Jackson backpedal with the comments he made, but usually, Mm. Andy, it's the first comments that are the truth. And I know people around the NFL, I know people around Chicago uh, saying that, you know, maybe he isn't being utilized to the best of his abilities. I've, I've always said, if you've got the talent, you adapt to what they do the best. Yeah, maybe Coach Getzey there, who's running the offense, uh, isn't doing that. So is it a is it a plea that you know maybe the the coaching staff is part of the problem? Sure, uh, they they tried to you know with the the DJ bringing in more in the off season, uh, the receiver from Carolina to compliment Moody. Um, mm-hmm. Chase Claypool's been a, a disappointment. Since He's a head trade. case. Yeah, from Pittsburgh. 
The line still remains a train wreck. You know, it's a poop show. Let's call yeah. it what it is. What it is in Chicago, Andy. It is. I, I would. I'm not touching any betting line with that game, Zig. That is just. That's that. Just seems like you're begging to lose money. You that's imagine, a total wild card. Can you imagine? It's one of those scenarios like years ago, and I think I saw this on NFL Films where somebody said that they had placed two tickets in the, on their windshield. Because they were going to a tailgate parking lot, they got back there with four more pair. I wonder <laughs> if that's if that's going to happen there at Soldier Field on Sunday. If somebody wants to go tailgate, here's two tickets. Here. And then they come back. There's like ten more pair. There's pair. more. Let me get out of here. <laughs> right. Oh, all right. A couple more quick ones for you. Um, three teams remain undefeated at three and zero. We have the Dolphins who we talked about. We have the 49ers who look as complete as just about anybody. Yeah. And uh, then you have the Eagles, the Eagles who got yeah. to the Super Bowl. So out of those those three, um, is is someone a pretender in your mind? Are they all legit? How are you feeling about those three remaining undefeated squads? Well, you got two of them that were in the NFC Championship game last year, so they both look legit. Uh, Philadelphia, you know, they were they were chunking some big yardage, yeah. although it was a little bit of a concern yesterday that they were stalling a bit in, in the red zone uh, against Tampa Bay. So I'm sure. Coach Sirianni is going to look at that going forward. San Francisco is a machine, and, yeah. you know, and obviously Mr. Irrelevance, not so irrelevant. Brock Purdy has been the great fit. We all know that they're solid defensively uh, and the health there, though, when uh, as long as McCaffrey remains healthy, then yeah. they're a favorite. Miami, I'm sure there's a little bit of a, well, let's wait and see. I think, Andy, we get a good barometer Sunday against the yeah. Bills as to just how legit they are. So I would definitely say the NFC powers there, Philly and San Fran, are, quote, legit Miami. If they get by Buffalo, then maybe we could start saying they're L-E-G-I-T, too. Right. But like you said, the main thing is Tua has to stay healthy. Last year, we saw it was, what, 6-0, and 6-1, and whatever, with him in the line. If he goes out, that team's got done. And, and he's been injured, like, every year in college and the pros. So... We'll we'll have to see how that how that goes there. Um, I'm with you on the 49ers; they're just absolutely incredible. So when we look at the at the rest here, we have the Chiefs, who all the all the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey Kelsey guys oh. touchdown. Yeah, most. we haven't had enough of that hype, huh? I know. Lord, it's like all right, all right, yeah, uh, enough. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently, you know what? Apparently, Adele is dating someone from Cleveland, so she said at a concert that she's a Browns fan. How about that? Oh. Yeah, boy, I'll take Adele. Come on. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> combined zero any of those two artists i'm sure they're great i couldn't yeah. name you one song to save their mind right. like. <laughs> that's I'm, all right I'm classic Dick. rock andy believe listen man yeah we're focused on rock and roll and football here right cleveland, well, you rock are and in roll cleveland. it is the rock and roll city there right yeah. exactly we yeah. got the hall of fame and all that okay well what's the biggest storyline to you going into week four and we'll let you out on that one because we have things like okay ken uh the Bengals and joe burrow's uh, tender calf Handle the Titans with the Browns. That was rough to watch last night, by the way. Right? Eked it out. They were protecting them, and I give them credit for doing that, but it was painful to watch, and you could just tell the young man was compromised. It wouldn't have shocked me had they rested him, but they didn't, and he did the job. Uh, That's more like to the Rams, too. What was their problem? I mean, Stafford's healthy, uh, but give Cincinnati credit. You know, Anna Rumo had a good defensive game plan. They gutted the win out. I'm not sure they're quite totally, you know, fixed, so to speak. Uh, they got to watch, though, that calf with Burrow going forward. 
That's that's rough. And Burrow said he's like, I could have rested it, but we also could have gone 0 and 3. So leadership, but that's that's tender. Zeke uh, Elliott and- returning to Dallas. That should be good. Ooh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's see how many touches he gets. Yeah. Interesting. You don't think he's gonna be a little fired up for that? I think so. And we Dallas, seven point favorites. Yeah, that's might- not a, that's not really surprising. New England uh, they won. I mean, they beat the Jets. Now was it 15 straight times? But it wasn't like they lit the no. world on fire. There's still questions no about about Mac Jones. Cowboys. Uh, you know, let's let's give Arizona credit. You know, everybody said that Dallas is just going to go in there and roll over them. Arizona has now beaten them seven of the last eight. Arizona, you know, a couple of bad halves away. Andy, they could conceivably be three and zero. Oh, and Josh Dobbs, since his acquisition. Look at the NF. Look at the passing stats. He's in the top ten in several of the different important categories. So uh, maybe Dallas didn't take them the way they should have, but Arizona playing hard under the new coach Gannon. Yep, came from the Browns, so they got him there. Yeah, uh, interesting. And we'll leave you out on this one. Browns playing the Ravens. Ravens coming in. Both teams two and one. Ravens getting shocked by the Colts. Justin Tucker missing another kick, a sixty-one yarder. You can forgive it. But they rested a lot of players. They rested about seven players. And there's some talk that maybe the Ravens thought they could sleepwalk their way to a win and rest them up for the Browns. Well, they lost. And that makes this game in Cleveland very important for the AFC North with Ravens yeah, coming. I, Andy, I don't know if I would say they rested them. I, I think they've just been, you Bang know, with up. the injuries. My yeah. gosh. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we, you know, you could all talk about that too. It's like this early in the season and you've got so many guys injured. I mean, could it be... I don't know. I'm not there every day, but a logical guess could be, you know, is Harbaugh working them too hard in practice? Right. Uh, you know, the, the the diet, the strength, the nutrition, are they doing too much? Are they not paying attention? Whatever the case may be, to have that many injuries early in the season remains a concern. Uh, your Browns, that was a nice win for them, but you got to temper it just a little bit because, Quite frankly, I'm not so I'm not sure how good the Titans are. You know, yeah, uh, you know they didn't so, look great. They did not no, look great. <laughs> no, so you gotta temper it a little bit again. Watson did look more like the Watson we saw with the mm-hmm. the Houston Texans, but that's gonna be a good game. It it wouldn't stun me if if the Browns pull out a victory on Sunday. Well, right now, Browns are two and a half point home favorites, which pretty much is a that's wash, about but... right. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. The reason they're very... favorite, it's a talent thing, but they always give at least three points or more to the to home edge. So that's why they're the favorite. The deep Browns defense, which is first in a lot of categories versus Lamar Jackson, I think is that that play I want to see. Okay, you did that to Tannehill. Right. All right. And Joe Burrow on one leg. How do you do it against Lamar Jackson? You got to keep him, I think, in the pocket. And until yeah. he starts yeah. being more comfortable. And I, I think that's what they're trying to do there with the new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, and mm-hmm. he's got more weapons uh, to work with. But I, I got to tell you, if I'm a Browns fan, having Jim Schwartz on your sideline, that cat can coach some aggression. Yeah. And I and I love his persona. I mean, he's the son of a Baltimore police officer, for goodness sake. So you got that tie-in. But uh, Jim Schwartz uh, was a real good ad, and they already had the dogs, so to speak, uh, with Zadarius Smith now added to the mix there with Miles. So. Yeah. They could wreak havoc. I, I could see them winning on Sunday. Boy, I hope you're right, Zig. Hey, man, tell people where they can hear you, find you, all that good stuff. Andy, appreciate it. Again, you mentioned it at Zig Sports Voice on Twitter. 
uh, updates throughout the week on uh, uh, the platform of SiriusXM channels, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturdays, uh, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm with the former Vikings GM Rick Spielman for the end zone that's on Channel 88 and the SiriusXM app. And then after Sunday night football with Matt Sims, the son of uh, Super Bowl MVP Phil Sims, part of the Sims family. We're on Sunday night football until 2 a.m. Eastern. Again, Channel 88 and the SiriusXM app. Putting in the work, my man. Always a pleasure, Zig. Talk to you soon. Strike up the band, baby. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. There he goes. Zig for Cassie. I love Zig. Talking to Zig for years. That's just a phenomenal guy. Great person. And, of course, his insight is second to none. So, yeah, uh, SiriusXM NFL Radio always bringing it to Zig for Cassie. Phenomenal. So, yeah, we look at some of those games, two-and-a-half-point favorites for, for the Browns early on. A lot of survivor pools went bust last week. A lot of Cowboys who picked the Cowboys gone. I picked the Jaguars, and you lost to the Texans. I feel good for C.J. Stroud, but that one sucked. That That's a, that's a, a bad, bad loss for the Jaguars, and all of a sudden they're one and two, and you have the Falcons two and one coming in. That's a pick them to me. Jags are early three-point favorites at home. That's a pick'em. And the Jaguars could be going skating backwards a lot faster than they intended. So interesting. All right. So we got the Browns. We're feeling good. Win. We're looking ahead to Baltimore, but we also have to look ahead to week four in fantasy football. Let's go under the waiver wire here. Let's look. All right. So this was a, a interesting week, and boy, I hope you guys listened to when I said you pick up two two at twelve from uh, the Rams, uh, even in the loss, put up some great numbers. Puka's long gone; it's still so strange. Those two out of nowhere it happens, happens, right? Okay, and we have a couple uh, uh, Twitter questions as well that will uh, will pop up. And you have any more in the comment section? <clears throat> I'll make sure to answer those. You can leave them. Hashtag Ask Andy on Instagram and TikTok at AndyMC Sports on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at SickPodBrowns. So let's bring up the questions first if you guys got the tweets there. Let's bring up one. Okay, here we go. We got from at BreaksIn44, need to replace Justin Fields? What are my, so I don't know if he's asking or what are my options as most good QBs are taken? That's right, Brent. Yeah, it's tough. And here's the thing whenever you're looking to replace, you have to think, who are you getting in? The knee-jerk reaction, and I don't blame you, is Justin Fields, get him out of my fantasy life. Get him out of here. But the problem is, like you said, there's not a lot of great options. And even when the Bears are not playing well, Justin Fields can still be fantasy relevant. We saw it last year. We've seen it already this year. So he still can run. He still can throw. He can get garbage time. My God, Blake Bortles did it for years, right? So I wouldn't be so quick to dump him. Um, however, take a look to see who's still available on your on your squad. I was doing some research here, and we look at Jordan Love of the Packers, 69% rostered. So gone in a lot of leagues, but still 31% where he's still there. If Jordan Love is there, you got to jump on it. And look, again, long-term, I don't think Jordan Love is, I think he's going to get figured out. But I can't argue with the results. The guy's putting up, he's not turning the ball over. He's putting up 20 plus fantasy points. Throw multiple touchdowns. You know, he goes Thursday night against the Lions. So I would check out Jordan Love. Now, if he's gone, the next step down is Justin Fields, alumni man from Ohio State. 
C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud might be the look if you definitely want to get rid of Justin Fields. Now, the Texans stink. Okay, We know this. They beat the Jaguars. But look at this. 21% rostered for C.J. Stroud. Now, he's facing the Steelers. So here might be my advice. I don't love him going up against the Steelers. Rookie quarterback with T.J. Watt and Highsmith. Not the best matchup. But after that, you're playing Atlanta and you have a nice little stretch. So if you can, maybe hold on to fields, drop a bottom a bench player that you're not going to play anyway, pick up C.J. Stroud, and then look to play Stroud next week. Gives you a bit of time. You can see what Fields does, but then you have Stroud already there before he might pop. Um, and you can get him, you know, get him this week against the Steelers. But I would hesitate playing him based on that defense. But overall... He has no interceptions on the year. He's thrown two touchdowns in each of his last two. And he's adapting quickly to NFL defenses. So get the jump on him. And then in a real desperation, not for you, Brent. This is not for your situation. But overall, if you're looking to add a QB and you're desperate and it's a thin league, Andy Dalton versus the Vikings. Vikings defense is soft. Dalton's available. 98% availability for the Panthers. Looks like Bryce Young's going to be out again. Dalton, we've seen in the past, can get you those High teen numbers sometimes pop up. Guy can still play a bit. Look good last week, right? So for fantasy purposes, Andy Dalton, more of a desperation play, but that's if you're in a deep league or, or all those other two are gone, Andy Dalton could be an option for you. So take a look. Okay, let's put up the next next tweet here. Hashtag Ask Andy on Twitter. We got uh, my guy Thunderwolf at TWolf1979. Is it time to drop Joshua Kelly from the roster? If so, Who's a decent backup replacement? Hashtag ask Andy. Hashtag fantasy football. Here's the difficult part, part with Joshua Kelly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. He's still going to be, even when Eckler comes back, a high-end handcuff, okay? Now, the Chargers are weird. And I would say if we're looking at it, especially with Mike Williams going down with um, ACL, again, that's why I don't draft Mike Williams. The guy always gets injured. Always, always gets injured. So we look at Josh Kelly. First week, look good, got a touchdown. Last two weeks, look, I don't blame you, okay? One catch last game, 12 yards on 11 carries. Nasty. So Kelly could be getting replaced. He could be going into a a committee. Um, It's dicey. I would try to not drop him. I wouldn't want to start him, but because of how thin the running back group can go, you might want to hold on to him just in case. Now, if you don't have anyone else to drop, maybe you have to. So if we look at running backs, 
not a lot of dominant options out there. And that's what happens this time of year, right? You got to look for those guys who are going to pop. That's why last week's show, I said that was the time to get in on a Kendry Miller. 33% rostered still. Uh, I like his upside more. It was his first game back from injury as a rookie. Now, Alvin Kamara is coming back, but he, again, sort of fits into that handcuff range when Tony Jones Jr. is going to drop down to the third spot on that Saints roster. And you have Jameis Winston chucking it around this week. That's going to be fun. So maybe Kendra Miller. Would I drop Kendry for Joshua straight up? I wouldn't. But would I drop somebody else who you're not going to play? Uh, maybe like a Tank Bigsby for Jacksonville, if you got just an extra guy. Um, then I would. I would get Miller because as a rookie, they're high on him. As he gets more comfortable coming back from injury, that could be a guy when we're looking at week seven, eight. Maybe it's like, ooh, how do we get him? 33% rostered. Um, Tony Jones Jr., another kind of stash, but that's... That's not going to be. That's not going to be great. If you got anyone specific or a screenshot, maybe of who's on your de- your uh, uh, waiver wire at running back, send it in. But right now, to me, Kendry Miller is the best option. A uh, couple wide receivers. Now, I mentioned Mike Williams torn ACL. So who steps up? Well, Josh Palmer, Joshua Palmer, five percent rostered only. Now he has the higher floor, lower ceiling than the rookie Quentin Johnson, who is thirty three percent on. Talented deep threat has not found the chemistry yet with Justin Herbert. Now he very well could probably will. So it depends on your risk reward. I think Joshua Palmer is going to give you a quicker payout, but is not, doesn't have that upside that Quentin Johnson necessarily has. So for Palmer, he said his target share jumped from five to seven week over week, caught a touchdown last week. So that's the play I would do there. Another one, Tank Dell for the Texans. Now I got in on Tank Dell last week. I think I might have mentioned him on the show as well. If you haven't, this dude, two weeks in a row, he's going to be one of the hottest wide receiver ads. 33% rostered, so he's available. I got him when he was like 10% rostered. We're talking 145 yards, led the Texans in receptions and targets in that upset win over the Jags. Back-to-back games of over 20, uh, 20 fantasy points. Touchdown in each. And it is a difficult matchup against Pittsburgh. That, again, is someone grab him. Maybe you don't want to start him if you don't have to against the Steelers. But after that, you can you can run with Tank Dell. He's taking over for Nico Collins. Like it's it's Stroud and Dell. And then tight ends. I know I always get tight end questions. Uh, we got a few tweets on just tight end in general. This is why, folks, when I tell you, I say beginning of the year, you don't want to listen to draft a tight end. You know, draft one of the good ones high. This is what happens. We're going into week four and you're panicking. It doesn't get great. Now we look again to the Chargers. Donald Parnum Jr., 1% rostered. Two touchdowns last week. The bad news is it was on two catches for four yards. The epitome of touchdown dependent. If he's not catching a touchdown, it's not good. But we have been seeing a growing connection and comfortableness with Justin Herbert looking for Parnum Jr. in the red zone. So it's better than a Hayden Hurst who's sitting out there. Um, Evan Ingram is still there, six catches, six targets, but he's not getting touchdowns. So he's getting you seven fantasy points, right? So if you need to add a tight end, Donald Parnum Jr. is the guy I'm looking at playing the Raiders. Definitely beatable. Um, so that's what you can do. And he's probably gone, but he is still available in 20% of most Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Sam Laporta of the Lions. Boy, dude, as he's a unicorn for rookie tight ends in fantasy football. 
The guy's balling out. But so probably take it, but 20%. Take a look. Right? Take a look to see if he's available. Breaking that mold. Usually rookie tens, nothing. But he contributed instantly as a pass catcher. Targets, catches, yards have gone up each week. Added a touchdown in the win over Atlanta and a great fantasy matchup with a possible shootout between Love and Goff on Thursday night for Packers line. That gets into a shootout. A porter's going to be getting the football. So if he's out there, one, start him. And if you can get him, might be worth some fab, throwing some bucks on it. But at the very least, checking that out. So there you go. There's your fantasy football. Before we wrap up, look, that Browns defense, like I said, historic. The third down, I wanted to get to this real quick. The third down, uh, the fewest conversions in the entire NFL, 19.5%. The best ever is 24.4% by the Patriots in 2019. Browns on a historic pace. But also, we got a message from our new guys, our pals at DraftKings. Let's talk about this, folks, okay? DraftKings, you know them, you love them. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use DraftKings code SICKSPORTS. So just write SICKSPORTS to get 200 bucks in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5 on any NFL bet. So you bet 5 bucks, DraftKings gives you 200 Come on, you're not getting a better bet than that. that. That's a phenomenal deal. And it's with DraftKings. Tons of fun. Lots you can do on there. So five bucks, 200, use six sports as the code. All right, kids, that'll do it. Sunday, we'll be back live 10 a.m. for all your fantasy football news notes and get you ready for Browns versus Ravens. Let's get those rat birds. Okay, thanks to Zig for Cassie. Thanks to DraftKings. Thanks to Sammy. Thanks to all of you. We will see you Sunday. And as always, go Browns. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.